Welcome to the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we explore what it means to grow daily and find our best in every aspect of life. Welcome back to another episode of the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast. I'm John Shirky here with my friend, my co-host, Jamie Wagner. We are excited to bring you another incredible episode, as we do every week here at the Eyes Up Mindset Podcast, where we're going to have conversations about what it means to get better to improve our performance, whether that be in sports or in life, and probably most times both, right? And I'm excited, Jamie, to to be back with you as always. How you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Um, really challenged by our guest today, right? Uh, a young man, 22 years old, senior in college, who had an incredible day recently, right? Just uh, video game type stuff, right? Yeah, video game or wiffle ball game. I don't know. Give us the stats. He's, he's a college baseball player, Division two at Augustana University. Yeah, he uh, he went eight to ten, seven home runs in a two-game doubleheader on a set on a Friday afternoon up at Bemidji in Minnesota here. And like I say, you, it's stuff you dream about, and you probably can't even put a dream together that big. He says that. Like, you, you don't think you're going to do that ever, even in your wildest dreams. But I've – had the, the good fortune to know Sam and some of his family for a long time. And, uh, you know, he's a state champion wrestler was a part of a state championship baseball team in high school, went and was a part of the Augustana national championship baseball team. When he was a sophomore in 2018, we get into some of that, but the, the thing that he keeps coming back to is how do we build confidence as athletes, as humans in this life? And it's not explicit all the time, right? It's not always said, this is what we're doing to build confidence, but the conversation just goes there and so many of us when we're endeavoring upon something new or even in something that we're really skilled at we walk to the plate not thinking about what could happen but what might not happen and i've been reading this book recently um about golf and it it talks about what is a simple definition of confidence right what is a simple definition of confidence for a confident golfer. It is somebody who believes who's thinking about the things they want to happen. And in a golfer who lacks confidence is somebody who's thinking about the things that they don't want to happen. It's so simple and it's so easy, but man, do we get caught in it all the time? Yeah. Like you said, so simple, not that easy. And I, I think about that in, again, in, in my work, you know, even recording the podcast, right? Like, what do you want to have happen? What do you want to say rather than, no, don't say this. Don't, don't mess this up. Ask the perfect, make sure you have the perfect question for per- perfect comment, whatever. But you're right. We get caught up in it a lot. And um, the, when we keep it simple, when we bring it back to that foundation of, man, confidence is about focusing on the thing you want to have happen and not the thing that you don't. So I'm excited to share this conversation that we had with Sam Beyer, um, shortstop, Augustana University, incredible young man. Get better today, Sam Beyer. Sam, welcome to the podcast today. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. You bet, man. We we needed to touch base because a couple weeks ago, you went crazy. Um, Sam, you had a a day like people dream about right um 
And I know that I don't, Jamie, I don't even know if people dream of days that good, but that, perhaps that might be true. That might be true. <laughs> I, I, so I'm good friends with Sam's cousin, Luke. And I text Luke. I said, people don't do that in a softball game. And what Sam did in a college baseball game is go eight of 10 with seven home runs, nine runs scored 14 RBI in a two day double header, like a two game double header. This is, I mean, people don't do that in four games, five games, a season. You had it in a, in an afternoon. What was it like to be kind of in that zone uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, it's tough to explain, um, as I'm sure all athletes kind of relate, you get into that zone, everything just kind of rolls for you. Um, I just kind of stuck in my approach when it comes to baseball. And for me, it's staying simple. If I get a strike, just try to find a barrel. Um, and they were happening to go out. I mean, most people that know me, I'm not necessarily a home run guy. So, I mean, um, they went out and it just continued to happen over and over again. And, it's tough to explain. It was just kind of, it was a special day. It was all going the right way. Um, so yeah, I can't say that I've ever dreamt about it in seven home runs in a game. I just, it happened and now we're here and we're trying to move forward from it. So I love that you talked about your approach and keeping your approach simple. I think as athletes, we sometimes want to make it super complex. We want to get into the details, you know, as a golfer, I, I I'm thinking about 90 things when I take a swing. <laughs> when did that change for you? When did you start getting to that? Let's keep it simple and let's just stay on, on my approach, every at bat, every opportunity. I mean, I can, I can talk about my approach from high school all the way up, but I mean, definitely for that day. Um, I mean, coach Hubert does a great job with our hitters and he just, every time he comes in the dugout, keep the same approach. Don't change. It's obviously working. Um, and that approach is just staying up the middle, finding a barrel. Don't necessarily need to try to hit a home run because when I do that, I'm starting to get complex. My shoulder flies. Things start going the wrong way. I get myself out. So, yeah, it was definitely, as I was walking up the plate, reminding myself, stay relaxed here, stay simple, and do what you're doing. So, How does that differ from your mindset or your approach when you were, let's say, in high school as a, as a high school baseball player? Um. I mean, high school baseball is definitely different than college baseball, and you have to make that adjustment. Uh, where I came from in smaller Minnesota, you're not seeing the type of arms or pitching that I'm seeing in college. So for me, it was – I mean, I could be a little bit more selective in high school. I could I could lay off pitches and not worry that someone was going to blow up 93 past me in the next pitch. So um, I think in high school, I, like I said, I could be more selective. In college, I, I'm a little bit more of an aggressive hitter. If I get a strike, I want to get – um, I want to hit it early. I don't want to get down pitches and that's when pitchers can take advantage of you when you get into the college level. Do you think that's changed your success at that level to being more aggressive? Uh, I would say for me, yes. Um, I wouldn't say it definitely doesn't, might not work for every hitter. Obviously everything's different for everybody, but for me, I would say, yes, um, I get down into a two strike zone and I start, that's when I start thinking more. If I get behind, I'm thinking a lot. Okay. What if he throws this? What if he throws that? What do I do here? Uh, when there's no strikes on me, it's, I see a strike, I'm going to barrel it. It's just like confidence ticket. And it's, and it's always been that way. I just hate getting down two strikes. So yeah. And I've gotten better with that, with the two strikes this year, I've cut down strike strikeouts um, significantly. Um, and just, just by my approach to staying simple. I mean, even if it's two strikes, I mean, I don't necessarily have to do something different to not strike out, just stay in the same. So. So I think baseball is one of the most, 
superstitious slash, you know, in your head sports like golf, but super superstitious in baseball. So do you have any routines that you go through? I mean, because I'm curious, you talked about getting better with two strikes. Did you change something this year that helped you to get better, whether it be your thought process or, you know, a lot of guys step out of the box and they're adjusting their, their batting gloves or their, you know, they have a dance that they do. Did you change anything to intentionally improve that? Or is that just something that with experience you got better? Um, I think maturity is one thing. Um, but, um, I don't think there's a superstition towards my two strikes. I definitely have superstitions when it comes to baseball, but with the two strikes, not so much. Uh, I just, I widen out. So I'm not striding as much. Um, I keep my eyes level that way. If I'm not, taking a big leg kick or whatever with two strikes. So I just get down early and um, just stay short. And if it, if it's away, hit it the other way, if it's in, hit it in, just put it in play and let, let uh, the ball go to work. So with that, I'm just staying simple with two strikes. Uh, the superstitions are a cool thing. There's a lot of those in the baseball world, whether you're looking all the way through high school, all the way up through the MLB, there's, there's some interesting ones out there. Um, what do you guys got? I don't, I mean, I'm not a huge, I, I used to be more superstitious when I was younger. I kind of got away from that as I'm older. I think it, it gets into your head if you get into them too much for me anyways. Um, when I was younger, I used to tape my wrists and I'd like write stuff on it and that sort of thing. And like right now I'm wearing wristbands and like, if I'm not hitting well, I'll switch out a wristband or something, but nothing major. Uh, there's some, there's some guys on our teams though, that like they'll eat certain meals before uh, game nights, um, stuff like that. Uh, I, yeah, when I get out of the box, like you were talking, uh, on strap, strap up batting gloves again, get them tight again, stuff like that. But nothing over the top on our team that I've seen, but yeah, there, there's some, there's some interesting things out there. Like you see like Yasiel Puig, major leagues licking his bat in between, in between pitches and stuff like that. But yeah. Well, I think there's, there's a difference between superstitious and thinking that if I wear the dirty uniform, the dirty socks, eat this certain meal, I'm going to do this. Right. And there's a, so there's a difference between that and having a routine that brings you back. I mean, we talk about that with athletes all the time where it's develop a routine. So then you know what you're doing, you build confidence because it's the same. Right. And you've talked about that over and over, go up to the plate, keep it simple. Right. And know what I'm doing. This is the same approach time after time. And on that day, it was obviously a special day, but there's a difference between superstitious saying, Hey, if I, you know, wear my hat a certain way, I'm, you know, my guy's going to get a hit here, but, um, and, and routine. So do you have any other than the batting gloves? Um, do you have any routines that you've kind of developed that, you know, um, have you feel like have helped you or, or built your confidence? Um, yeah. I mean, I, our team kind of has a routine together that we kind of mm-hmm. stick to like before games, you warm up, you know, warm up together, do that certain thing. And then, I think every guy has their own routine when it comes to getting ready to hit. Um, so say pre BP, we go into the cage, there's a T usually start up with T and certain drills. And yeah, I definitely have my own progression when it comes to the, when it comes to T that I like to start with. And then usually start with like a high T, get it way up there, keep my hands on top of the ball, staying inside. Um, um, a lot of times where I struggle is when you get that high pitch up on fastballs, popping them up. So that's my first thing, just correct it. Um, do that high T and then I usually keep everything away from me, hit it the other way, hit it the other way. Cause I've always been able, if someone comes inside, I can pull it. So I've definitely got those things that, um, that I'm working on just to keep my swing the same, the same every day with that progression. And then we go into 
uh, balls coming at you, BP. And our BP is the same. We have the same rounds, um, groups of three. Um, so that, that stays the same. So we have, we have our routine, but, um, outside of baseball, um, I just kind of stick with what the team does. I don't necessarily go out of my way to make my own. Um, but yeah. I love that you, you talked about when you start, you're working on things that are challenges for you. You feel confident in certain areas. You say, if the ball comes in, I'm, I've always been able to pull it. I'm not going to spend my time there. And I think this is really in performance. We get two minds on this where it's like really get good at what you're great at. Right. And you're talking. And then the other one is focusing and dialing with intention on what you need to improve. And, and I think it's really about this thing that we've been talking about and kind of been the undercurrent of this whole beginning of this conversation, right? You go and hit seven home runs in a day, you're feeling it, you're in the zone, your confidence is through the roof. The routines, the superstitions, it's about developing confidence so that when we go and execute, we're ready. And when you talk about getting in the cage, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to address my challenge areas so that if I happen to be challenged in that way today, I'm going to feel confident about it. I think that's unbelievable advice for coaches, for any athletes that might be listening, for people in their lives that aren't in sport is like, I need to address the challenge areas so that when they come up, I'm confident. How has that changed? Where, where did that come from? Is that something you've always done as a high school athlete? Or did that come from a coach saying, hey, let's get in and let's address the thing that's given us the most work right now? Um, I think it's definitely... Um progress as I gotten into college with more eyes going one-on-one you have more coaches you know um you have practices just for hitters um practices just for defense so I think college is a big step for me and um coach Huber can do those one-on-one he takes videos he sees what you're doing you can and you can tell once once you get older uh once you're starting to struggle you can tell what you're doing you get out of the box so I I just felt that I just dropped my back shoulder or uh, I just didn't get down in time things like that so I would definitely say college is where I kind of picked up on that. Um, and I've kind of, as the years gone by, I kind of stuck to that progression of um, that high T. Cause you know, like, if I go back into high school, you throw high pitches, I'd get big on those, pop them up. I still do that in college. So it's just going through those progressions. And then, like you said, that confidence, that, that uh, mental piece, once you get in the game, you can't have those drills in the back of your head, but just to have that confidence that, Oh, I can hit this now that, I worked on it. So as you know, that thing of getting confidence in the cage, what happens mid game, you're out in the field and you boot one, you make an error and then you're up next inning. How do you respond to a situation instead of being able to prepare for it? Like you did pregame pre-setup, you're in the cage, you feel good. Routine is in place. Now you're mentally spiraling a little bit because you, you made an error in the field, maybe cost your team a run or a situation that you didn't want to be in. Now you got to go and make a play at the plate. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a maturity thing there. When you make, make an error or whatever, you just got to flush it. I mean, baseball is a game of failure. Uh, you get three hits and 10 at bats is considered success. So yeah, I would just say flush it. You know, when you get in there, you flush it and you try to do what you can for your team and at the plate there. So, um, you get a hit, you made up for it. Um, so I won't say you can't dwell on those things. You just got to move on and keep it for definitely in baseball. So that's something you've been good at. I mean, I know that, so you were a state champion wrestler in high school, right? And do you think that other sports prepared you for that reality also? I, I mean, we, 
you know, wrestler, play football as well. Right. Yep. Like we've been in situations where we've made mistakes. We've created errors. Not only is baseball a game of imperfect sport is a game of is imperfect. Right. And so how does that preparation, that background prepare you to, to be successful at this level? Yeah. I think those other sports have been huge. I mean, wrestling in particular, uh, growing up, you learn how to lose, you learn how to deal with yourself, making mistakes. It's all on you when you're out there. I mean, there's a team aspect to it, but I mean, when it comes down to it, it's one-on-one. So you learn a lot of things in the sport of wrestling and I have the utmost respect for that sport and sometimes wish I was still doing it. But, um, yeah, I mean, wrestling provided so much football too. I mean, when it comes down to it, confidence is a ticket for all, all sports, right? I mean, if you go out there and you have anything in your mind of if, if, I mean, that, that just ups that chance of that if is going to happen. Um, and I think I learned that throughout the biggest change for me was throughout wrestling for sure. With that mental aspect, I learned that the mental game is so much bigger and you can go back and look at other people as well. Like, um, everyone questions like Mark Hall, how does, I mean, you get, you can get talented wrestlers in there together, but how does he separate himself that far from other athletes? And that's the ticket that you want to, everyone wants to figure out, like, how did he do that? How did he separate himself? I mean, of course he worked probably harder than everyone in the room, but he also had that mental aspect, that mental edge over everyone on the mat. And for me to figure that out, it, it took me till my senior year for sure. in wrestling, um, I didn't place at state before that, prior to that. Um, and it might've just been a maturity piece. You get to be a senior, you're older than everybody, you know, like oh, this guy's a junior. I'm going to go out there and kick his rear, you know? Um, I mean, so yeah, confidence is a ticket when I come to sports. So like, it's the same thing with baseball. If you go up to the plate every day and you can be old for 20, but you still need to walk up there. Like, Hey, I'm the man, I'm a man. I'm going to go up there. I'm going to get the job done. So I think that's the biggest ticket for me is just to keep that mindset that, you know, at any, any given time, I'm going to be successful. So Sam, you don't know this about me yet, but I know nothing about wrestling and everything that I do know is from, you know, Jamie or other people that we've, we've interviewed or talked with. Um, I do knew, I have two questions though, because on our football team in college, whenever we had wrestlers, we would always make them either wrestle each other or wrestle non-wrestlers. So have any of your teammates tried to wrestle you on your baseball team? And how did that go? Oh yeah. I mean, it's always fun in games. I mean, there's quite a, there's a few wrestlers on our, on our baseball team. So I mean, uh, my freshman year and I came in, uh, I don't know, you guys probably would know him, but Derek Dahlke is a Minnesota, Minnesota boy. I took second state, a lot bigger than me. We wrestled for about a 30 second go. And he, I mean, he could handle me about 40 pounds bigger. So, but yeah, there's always mess around times. Um, this year, I mean, a couple times and scraps with a few people just for fun, but it's never intentional. So yeah, that's, that's, that's a thing. I told this story <laughs> before, but Jamie and I have had exactly one wrestling match. And, um, I, you know, he's given me more than 40 pounds and I definitely don't handle him, but <laughs> second and maybe most important question. I know you come from a wrestling family. And I, I know that uh, your cousin specifically is going to be maybe a little bit jealous that you're on the podcast before him, but <laughs> of your family, you know, where do you rank in terms of wrestling skill? Who wins a wrestling match? This is not going to go well, coach. No, this, is, this is perfect. That's, this is perfect. that's never, this is never going to be good. 
I mean, I'm confident in myself, but Ooh. Luke's got what 225 career wins over yeah. Zach Sanders. The guy Mike's knows how just, to win. So Mike's just angry. So I mean, Mike, Mike is Mike's tough too, though. You can't yeah. Aaron. You can't let yeah. Matt. I mean, I can beat on Matt. So. <laughs> I'm not going to let him win that oh, one, man. This, this is inside baseball <laughs> um, for real here. I love it. I don't, I don't, I, I'm not going to put myself over anyone in our family. Uh, we'd have to do an actual tournament for that to happen. When you think about, you've had this tremendous success as an athlete, you won a state championship in baseball in high school, state championship as a wrestler. You guys won a national championship. Was it your freshman year or your sophomore year? Sophomore year. Yeah. Sophomore year, you win a national title at Augustana baseball. What, what have you learned about what success looks like? You talk about confidence being a big piece, but what about that team aspect? What What is the thing that has been the connective tissue in those championship level communities that you've been a part of? Yeah, for sure. And I think, I think for that is just the biggest piece is probably accountability when it comes down to team holding, holding the other guys accountable. Um, and that, comes with your older guys i mean i was a sophomore on that team and there was a big difference between our freshman and sophomore when it sophomore year when it came to that we got a few transfers that came in uh sophomore year and the culture changed completely i mean huber expected us to be good um the seniors told us we were going to be good and then it came down to hard work and they kept us accountable if people were slacking they told told you you were slacking and um a lot of times it wasn't a seniority thing either I mean if you were a freshman um, you could be a leader you could call out that senior so it was just a culture thing for us that really changed and came together and um, we kind of held that sense that accountability piece is that biggest piece for us Um, Huber's always preaching it he's always getting after guys he's like I don't want to be the guy that has to tell people get in there Um, I don't want to be the guy to to tell people that you're doing something wrong I want I want the the players, the seniors, old guys to run this team. It's your guys' team. I just want to be the, the facilitator on the side. So, Obviously, that was successful. That worked. I think there are a lot of coaches out there, number one, that, that might be listening that are going, how do you do that, right? And can you speak to the athletes or the coaches? Because we believe in teach everything, right? That's kind of our motto is like, you got to teach everything. If you've never seen it before, you can't know it. So teach us a little bit, Sam, about what did that look like? What does accountability look like from one guy on the team to another? Is it yelling at somebody? Is it, um, you know, hugging them up and saying, hey, dude, got to be better. Is it close? Is it physical? I don't know. Like, talk to us about that. Yeah, and that's the tough piece. And Huber kind of preaches that. Um, it depends on the situation. I mean, if 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 – a guy just made a tough play, but he gave out, um, or just made an error, but he gave out full effort and, um, he comes in the dugout and whips his gloves. And just, I mean, that, that can be a, an energy vampire. So, I mean, it, it depends on the situation. I mean, there's times where you got to get on somebody. Um, there's times where you can go up there and hug them and say, Hey, just keep your head up. So, I mean, it's definitely a situation thing and you learn as the more you do it. Um, and yeah, I think Huber's just been a, a good leader on how, how those things should be done. Um, he kind of gives us what we need. And, um, and then he just says, there, there you go. You know what I mean? It's, um, it's kind of tough to explain. It's kind of like that zone. Accountability is, is different for everybody. Some people, some people can't, can't be the guy to yell at somebody. They're just not, that's just not them. So um, it's definitely different. Sam, tell me about after winning the national championship, because oftentimes coming back the following year after winning a championship, you've reached the pinnacle. You've met the goal that you've set out to accomplish. 
and then you got to start over. You know, people talk in the NFL or football all the time about the Super Bowl hangover, where the team that wins the Super Bowl the previous year often struggles, certainly at the beginning of the year, and sometimes even to reach the height that they wanted to be or they were the previous year. So tell me a little bit about that transition because you were a sophomore going coming back after winning a national championship and, and reaching the pinnacle. So tell me a little bit about that. For us, we just kind of, um, we push it aside. I mean, we have a team meeting at the beginning of the year every year, kind of Huber gives up all the new guys, expectations, rules, blah, blah, blah. And uh, he showed the video of the highlights and he said, here it is. We won the national championship last year. Now let's move on. It's a new year. Let's, uh, let's start our own road to this championship. So, I mean, there's times where it's brought up on like, comparing certain things, but we try to, it's a new year, new team. Um, let's figure it out on our own now. So um, yeah, we don't dwell on it. We learn from, I mean, I think what you're saying is there are times where you can take pieces of that success and say, we're not on the same track and we don't have to be on the same track because you've talked about it a few times. Like it looks different for everybody in every situation, in every context. I think that's so, so important, right? I think if we aren't talking about that as coaches, if we aren't talking about that as leaders, you know, you're a senior on the team this year, if you aren't talking about it, it's going to be different each time, but here are the markers, right? Here are the things that when we see them, we know it's going well use that to your advantage. Absolutely. What are some of those things for you guys as a baseball team? What do you see that you like, we know it's going well when X is happening. Um, I think for us, it's just our type of baseball is clean, clean baseball. Uh, whoever's got less errors in the board, um, stuff like that. So it's just a little things for us. Uh, we, we, uh, put those under a microscope and we try to figure those out and make it clean. So, um, that's one thing. Another is, um, our bats, our bats can come alive at any point. And if, if we're struggling, make that switch. What are we doing? What are we doing wrong? Um, our pitching the year that we won the national championship was unbelievable. I think all those guys could have been D one pitchers. They were unbelievable. They, if the hitters weren't hitting, they were going to keep us in the game. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a ton of stuff with baseball that you could say these things are, but when it comes down to a season for our team, what do you look at? How do you get to that next step for playoffs? Right. Um, how do you get to the conference tournament? So for us, ours winning a series, always win a series. Don't split. Um, never lose at home. And these are usually our goals from year to year. Um, win the conference tourney. Cause if you win the conference tourney, you're in the regional, there's no questions asked. Right. Um, once you're in the regional, go out, give it your all. You're at that point now. You're one step away from the World Series. Once you're at the World Series, same thing. Just go out, play your baseball, let it all out. Don't don't look at who the other team is. Be you, right? So I think we always kind of had that same goal. Um, even freshman year, we 40 wins is a normal, but this year is different because COVID, they, there's some new, new rules. We can only play 40 conference games total this year. We're normal, sure. it's 50, so it's a little bit different. But we, had, we always kind of had these same set goals that we push through, push towards. Um, so yeah, and I mean, they, they get tweaked as the year goes on a little bit and certain things go certain ways or certain directions. I mean, I'm baseball so different when it comes to that success thing. Cause I mean, anything can happen on a certain day when it comes to baseball. So yeah, I mean, I honestly just playing clean baseball for us is the biggest ticket. If you play a keen baseball, we're going to be in the game. Yeah. We, we talk about know your foundation, know your identity often. And I think what you're speaking to these, these baseline goals are just 
are crucial components of I being able to identify what is success for us. All right. We're going to play clean, no errors. We're going to get going. We're going to be able to switch when we need to, we're going to, you know, we're going to win series like little things. I think again, there's any chance that coaches out there, you know, we try and make it too complex. Sometimes we try and get too into the details of all of the stuff, right? We're going to hit 300, whatever, you know, like we try and create all these specific goals and that's good at times, but when it comes down to it, know who you are, have an identity, have a foundation and go out and execute. And, uh, you know, obviously you guys are being coached up the right way. Uh, and, and you guys are learning how to do it with consistency. Um, obviously, cause otherwise you don't, you don't win at the level that you guys have done in your time there, unless you're, unless you're finding that way to be consistent. Um, how for you specifically has consistency changed with maturity? I think that's, that's such a good question. If I had to look back at me being 22, right. I was just a much more consistent athlete and performer than I was when I was 18. How's it changed for you? Yeah, I would hundred percent give it to maturity. And once that maturity, it just comes your mental game. I don't think anything has to do with it. I mean, maybe the slightest physical, you get bigger, you get stronger, but when it comes down to it with baseball, I mean, look at Jose Altuve guys, what, five, eight, whatever, 160 pounds, whatever. I think a lot of it's down to mental, the mental side of the game. And um, a big thing for me is Huber gives us this book freshman year. It's called Heads Up Baseball by Ken Revisa. And it just talks about all these mental sides. It's a great book. I mean, if any, I got it right here. If anyone um, wants to learn more about the mental side and preparation of games and just breathing exercises during games and stuff like that, that we go through. And we actually have team meetings um, in the fall. Once a week, we go through this book. Um, we do the exercises and stuff like that just to kind of practice. And I think that's the biggest piece for me was doing these things and kind of learning how to do this myself through, um, through our team. And I, I think it just helped a lot with my mental game, my mental approach and kind of gave me a routine to fall back to. If I am struggling, I can go back to this book and reread what, well, what, what did I change that now that I'm struggling, what, what can I go back to? The reason that we, do what we do is because there's a connection between sports and life and there's overlap and it's we performance is performance. So when you talk about that, where have you seen that overlap in your life? Taking that from the heads up baseball to have you seen it other places, whether it be your school or your relationships or wherever else? Yeah, for sure. I mean, all these things can go out of, out of sport, like these breathing exercises, you, you're struggling, like a bad day, do a take a deep breath, reset, start a new day, you know? But yeah, I mean, I don't know, really, really don't really go from there. That's no, a deep question. That's a deep question. Where we go here, Sammy. Honestly though. And, and, you know, it's really tough. I think if I was, you know, inter being interviewed when I was 22, like Jamie said, even though I knew that I had matured and at that point I was married. So I, hopefully I was mature enough, but <laughs> I don't know that I would have been able to answer that question either. Because I think there's there's a time and a perspective that you get as you continue to get further away from it. And for us, you know, playing college football together, there are days where I can hear my head coach still saying some of the things because a situation comes up and it's not because I can recite it off the top of my head. It's because it's ingrained in me. And so I think for you, I'm sure, because I think most people, this is the experience is that as you continue to get further I know you still have some season left and, and then you're gonna move on to whatever else but as you get further from it 
the things will come back. And, and I think five years from now or 10 years from now, you'll be able to answer that question in a totally different way. Cause I know for sure that was my experience. I would hundred percent agree with you. Um, yeah. I mean, I've, I haven't experienced a lot of outside of baseball, baseballs in my life or sports have been my life all the way through. So definitely going to be seeing new perspectives as life, life moves on. Um, student, I student taught this past fall and I can, I can see what you kind of said. A lot of things as I was student teaching, I could hear things from past coaches on certain situations, just like that. Um, no, I had a great experience student teaching this fall. Um, enjoyed it. Kind of solidified that, uh, that's who I want to be when I come out of, out of sports, want to be an elementary teacher and, um, prepare our, our youth to, uh, move on to the next level. So. Well, Sam, we, Appreciate you joining us and talking through some of this stuff that isn't easy, but I think it is crucial. It is crucial for, for young athletes, for collegiate athletes, for people in every walk of life to be able to say, where am I meeting the challenge and where am I falling a little bit short and how can I engage with it differently? I think books like heads up baseball, um, you know, even though they're sport specific, they're going to give you something you can use outside of it. And so uh, we're grateful you came on uh, excited for you the rest of the way. Good luck to the Vikings um, in the postseason here. And as it, as it comes up and keep in the ball of the park, whenever you get the opportunity, man. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thanks Sam. And Jamie, this is the only time you'll hear me say it, but go Vikings, huh? <laughs> Skull Vikes. No, I didn't say that. Or unless you guys say that, is that a thing? That's a thing. That's Augie too. Skull likes. Man, can we hear it? <laughs> Skull likes. Thanks, Sammy. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again to Sam for joining us. Incredible perspective, Jamie, from someone who. You know, when I look back, it's like, man, he seems so young, but he's really not that young. And, you know, maturity came up a few times, but, you know, certainly perspective that I don't know that I had at his age. Yeah, for sure. And, and like you say, we, we think that we're there or we've arrived at every stage we're at in life. I think right now I've arrived, you know, but when I was 18, I thought the same thing. When I was 22, I thought the same thing. I thought I was starting to figure it out. And the reality is, is that at each stage we learn a little bit more a little bit more about how to do that thing. And I think the, the thing that struck me the most as Sam was talking was keep it simple, right? You don't, you don't go eight of 10 on a day with seven home runs if you're trying to complicate things. And he talked about keep it simple, right? It's, it's simple. Get a strike, put a bat on the ball, right? Find a barrel. And what is that for us? How does that look in our life? What does a strike look like? What does an opportunity look like for us? And, and remember that in the baseball game, a strike is a pretty big range of things. And so those opportunities might present themselves in a variety of ways, but when they come, are you prepared with a simple approach, a routine in place to be able to get the bat on the ball and to potentially take it out of the park? Well, along with keep it simple, come for me comes not overthinking it, right? Don't overthink things. I think of house projects, our work, our relationships, our conversations that we have with people. Oftentimes we get caught up overthinking and saying, 
well, maybe it meant this, or maybe this is really important. And we don't step back and say, well, let's just keep it simple here and execute and, and everything's going to be probably even better. The other thing that struck me as a takeaway from this whole conversation, Jamie, was the, the part where he was talking about, and it's, I think it's just a small part, but it struck me so deeply where he said, even if you go O of 20 at the plate and you haven't gotten a hit in 20 at bats, you have to believe that the next time you go up there, you're going to get that hit. And you remind yourself, hey, doesn't matter what happened before. This is what's happening now. I'm going to go execute because that's the only way to live, right? No question. And and we, again, we complicate that reality. We say, why have I gone all of the last 20? We, we forget that luck is involved sometimes. We forget that there are bad breaks on occasion. And we've, we've all been dealt unfortunate stuff that was just unlucky. It was just not the way it was supposed to happen or supposed to go. Can you respond when those moments happen? And again, it comes back to, do you have the confidence? Do you have the reps? Do you have the routine and the practice? Set yourself up for success by putting some of those things into place and keeping it simple and responding when it's adversity becomes a whole lot easier. It's going to be fun to follow Sam as he finishes his senior year. Check out the Augustana Vikings and I guess school Vikings. Again, that's number two for this episode. I'm proud of you, John. Really proud. (sighs) Keep it simple out there, folks. And as always, live eyes up.